0: Live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 106.1 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 106.1 ESPN.
1: It's another Monday in the summertime. And it's actually the last Monday of the month of July in the summer of 2023. But this summer, Mondays on 106.1 ESPN means it's a mashup Monday, as we have affectionately dubbed it. As both Matt Josephs and me, Bob Black, will share the 1061 airwaves from the four to five hour first hour of the sports huddle. I'd be okay calling it the second hour of border to border. Either way, we are sharing the airwaves with you to get the Monday afternoon rolling along on the sports huddle. Matt just finishing up border to border moments ago, and maybe it's a wrap up Monday. I know that doesn't have the alliteration of mashup Monday, which is what we, as I said, affectionately call it, but it's an opportunity for us today to kind of wrap up the sports weekend and into Monday and to the beginning of, of the upcoming week as well. So there's a lot of topics and a lot of sports for us to cover out there. 804-327-0888, 3270-888. Get you on the line with Matt and me. Or you can also text us at that number as well. I didn't really know where to start, Matt, although as I was listening to the end of your Border to Border, I get the feeling that, like, the trade deadline in baseball is when you actually start to get excited about baseball, I could kind of hear it in your voice today. Maybe you're there for one day on opening day in late March and April and then kind of go away. And even at the All-Star break, I wasn't sensing it. But as you detailed some of the trades and the rumors of trades that could happen by six o'clock tomorrow night. I heard a little more pep in your step about baseball today, so I like that, Matt.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a deadline that I think actually has something happening. Uh, you know, basketball, the NBA, I think, is number two when it comes to actually having something happen at the, at the deadline. But, yeah, and I, I, I like the Rays, Bob. I like the Orioles. I feel like they're fun stories and fun teams to follow uh, come postseason time.
1: I love the Orioles right now. I got to tell you that. Uh, taking two out of three from the Yankees at Camden Yards. Um, it was more Oriole fans for a change than it was. Yankee fans were like 18 strikeouts against the Yankees yesterday. That does not bode well for my guy, Sean Casey, the new hitting coach of the Yankees. Uh, but having watched the Orioles for those three games in Philadelphia, the Phils did inexplicably win two out of three because then they even more inexplicably lost two out of three to the Pittsburgh Pirates. But they're a really good team. I'm talking about the Orioles. They're fun to watch. They're young. They're excited they may make a move or two to try and get them over to hump to win the American league East. I certainly get that, but I love the Orioles. I think that team has been put together the right way, Matt uh, bringing up a lot of guys from their farm system. You know, Brandon Hyde, the manager, kind of a career baseball guy, but not really a name on the tip of anybody's tongue. When he took over the Orioles, a lot of people thought, Oh, he'll be the sacrificial lamb. They'll lose for a couple of years with him. And then they'll bring in some big name, manager but he's gotten the job done and i'm with you i love the orioles in the american league and i don't know what's going to happen in the national league i guess justin verlander is the biggest name out there and the word is he might wind up with the dodgers huh
2: Oh, yeah, and the best part of uh, the Orioles and the Rays is that neither are the Red Sox or the Astros. And, yeah. like, I'm just tired of the old guard. It's time to have – I mean, I guess you could technically say the Rays are, are not necessarily the new guard because they're always making the playoffs. But anybody but Boston and Houston's good in my book. And the Yankees. Don't really
1: want the Yankees there either. And uh, that's I said. That. It was a very impressive weekend for the Orioles at, at Camden Yards. I think they've won the season series – from New York, and it's the first time that's happened in like at least a decade, I think, for Baltimore. So they're they're right where they need to be. And then, um, you know, in the National League, the Braves made a couple of moves to help them, um, and I guess they're just positioning themselves to get ready for the postseason. But I, I think the National League, Matt, could get pretty interesting, particularly as it pertains to the wild card and what teams are going to do. Uh, here in the next 24, 26 hours, right, until 6 o'clock, because all of a sudden, you know, well, Cincinnati's in it, Milwaukee's in it, San Francisco's in it, Arizona's in it, Philly is in it uh, somehow. Uh, The Cubs all of a sudden find themselves in a position where they have to make a decision of how they're going to approach this trade deadline. They've been really hot of late, and all of a sudden, San Diego is starting to put the pieces together. And that's where we draw the line. I heard you mention earlier that A.J.'s not here today. It's probably a good thing he's not here today because, man, the Mets, they're trying to, they're trying to spin it, Matt, that this is not a fire sale. But I'm not sure what it is if it's not a fire sale.
2: Uh it's a it, I think it's ignorance. I mean I, I do. I really think it's ignorance in that you have an ownership that's willing to go blank check and you go and say, "Well, let's go sign a 39-year-old starting pitcher and then I, what Verlander's 40 or 41. Let's sign those two guys and make them our best two players." Justin Verlander won yesterday
1: his 250th career win. So I was doing the math. He'd have to pitch like three more seasons and win 17 games a year, right, to get to 300 wins. A year or so ago, I thought he was going to get there before he had the injury that cost him a season and all of that. Now, I don't know. Although, if he goes to the Dodgers and he sticks with the Dodgers for a while, if he can stay healthy and pitch three more years, maybe it'll be a little bit less by the end of this season, he might do it because there's not another pitcher out there who's on the horizon of eclipsing 300 wins it's just one of those kind of treasured landmarks in major league baseball
2: yeah I, i'm not as much of a believer in the dodgers bob I, I just i think this is the braves to lose i really do i think they have that they have the best lineup in baseball they have starting pitching that's really good and if they get a you know a verlander or if they get another starter that'll be really good their bullpen's good enough and they're you know they're not going to leave home so i i think this is the braves to lose Totally agree with you.
1: I think that's exactly the way to put it, and it's the Braves to lose, and we're all going to be waiting now and watching them in the postseason because we know what they do in the regular season. They win it every year. This will be their sixth straight National League East title. Now, they've got a world championship in the midst of that, and it's hard to win a world championship in any sport, certainly, and the Braves did it a couple years ago, but I think everybody will be watching them for the postseason. There's races that we're going to watch the rest of the regular season. The National League East is not one of them, not for first place anyway. The wild card's going to be up for grabs, including the Philadelphia-Miami series that's this week. And i tell you, Matt, if you ever want to get excited about regular season games, um, look at some of the matchups this week. I mean, these are – These are important series. I mentioned the Phillies and Marlins, but you've got the Rays and Yankees, and obviously Tampa Bay is in a battle with Baltimore for first, and the Orioles are playing in Toronto, and the Blue Jays are in the thick of that race as well, primarily for the wild card. Um, The Angels are in Atlanta. How about that? Shohei coming east to play the Braves tonight, and of course the Angels have made it well-known now that they're not trading him, that they're going all in on this thing. So that's another good series. you got the Reds and the Cubs. That's another good series that's going tonight as well. And the Diamondbacks and Giants, for those of you who stay up late to watch games like that, is also good. So for a Monday,
2: that's a pretty good slate of
1: Major League Baseball games.
2: See that's where you lose me. I mean, that's where and that's where the the 162 games lose me because we just I mean, you know, the Marlins and the Phillies played a couple weeks ago and I understand there's a lot more at stake and that aspect of it's great, but like I don't know, none of those matchups are going to get me to tune in. I'll watch the Phillies game tonight cuz obviously I'm a fan, but the the concept of the series being big series when it's 100 it's 3 games out of 162 just doesn't do it for me.
1: Well, could we position it now that it's like 3 games out of 50? because that's about all that's left. And when you slice it down like that by 162, these games do become a little bit more important now, In, in my opinion. I know we've gone back and forth on this a zillion times, but I do think there's a little more significance to these games now As we turn the calendar to August, and you're down to 50 to 60 games to go.
2: I'll tell you this. I'm more likely to get up at 3 a.m. this morning to watch the women's soccer game than watch anything outside of the Phillies game tonight. (laughs) Wow.
1: Don't wake me because 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. I wouldn't be watching the World Cup game. So, Don't call me un-American. Just kind of call me un-soccer because that's kind of what it boils down to. Will you really? Will you really get up to watch that this morning? You yeah, do- it's, a,
2: it's a large game. The ladies need to at least tie to move on. Uh, so yeah, I will. I will watch it. I enjoy winning sports, Bob. And the United States women's soccer team—they win. Matt, they've never
1: given up a goal. Is it Portugal that they're playing? Right. Yes. They have never. I did see that note on SportsCenter. Center. They have never given up a goal to Portugal. They're not losing to Portugal.
2: Okay, so now I'm going to bed at four thirty they- then.
1: <laughs> Just, just get a good night's sleep and be ready to go at three o'clock tomorrow. How about that? Watch. I will highlights. do that. Watch the highlights tomorrow morning. You'll, you'll, you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, all right, good start for us this afternoon. Yes, it's our Mashup Monday. Matt with Bob Black, Sports Huddle, Border to Border just finished up. Matt sticks around until five o'clock. I heard you mentioned. You know, might as well give you an extra hour today because I guess you're losing a couple of hours this week, probably, right?
2: Yeah, because uh, Wednesday will be a uh, twelve twenty Braves game, and then um, Friday there's a two twenty Braves game out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So neither of us will be working.
1: Yes, we are both out on Friday. Gives us a nice long weekend. First day of football practice for the Richmond Spiders on Friday, so I'll be out there. Anyway, they're in the morning, uh, so I would have done that with a show. But they're in the morning on Friday, but no show for either of us on Friday. And like you said, uh, maybe, maybe not on Wednesday with a 12:20 start for the Braves. All right, it's 12 minutes after 4 on a Monday afternoon, the Mashup Monday. And here's where we're headed today on the Sports Huddle.
0: Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. This is a Huge Fan of Sport. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown. Rundown.
1: River City Rundown brought to you by the Richmond Chapter of the American Red Cross. These hot summer months continue they will into August, maybe not quite as hot as last week, but it's still going to be hot and it's still important to donate blood and volunteer your time. It's crucial to the success of the American Red Cross. To learn how you can help, visit redcross.org. Wow, they had a big Saturday up in Ashburn for the commander's practice. They opened the gates and they let the fans in. And, boy, did they ever come in, in droves. They were estimated at maybe 10,000 throughout the course of their practice session on Saturday. The commanders were back at it again today with no fans. That's one of the benefits of holding camp at your own practice facility. You can schedule what days you want the media there, and what days you want the fans there, and what days you don't want them there. Saturday was a big day for the fans. Today was just the team and media. And one of those media members watching both of those sessions, John Keim from ESPN, ESPN.com, the John Keim Report. And John's going to join us live at 4.30 this afternoon, so we'll get our commander's update from him. going to welcome an author to the program. David Driver has a couple of books out there, one on baseball, one on basketball. We'll primarily talk about the baseball book, which kind of details the history of baseball in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And David keeps his uh, finger on the pulse of it, even to this day, if you follow him on Twitter. So excited to have him on this afternoon. He joins us at 5.30. 804-327-0888 804-327-0888 will keep an eye on the baseball trade rumors and those that have been consummated today as the clock ticks towards 6 o'clock tomorrow and the trade deadline in Major League Baseball. And when we come back from the break, maybe a little NASCAR talk with the race at Richmond Raceway yesterday afternoon. Intrigued by it a little bit. I want to talk about it. We mentioned it a bit on the Friday show in previewing it. We don't talk a ton of NASCAR, but when the races come to Richmond, we certainly want to do that and give them their just due for the race that was held at Richmond Raceway yesterday. So a little bit of all of that coming up on the Mashup Monday edition of the Sports Huddle. Right at a quarter after four, Matt and I coming back after the break, one oh six one, ESPN.
0: August is just around the corner. And around these
1: parks, that means
0: we're getting close to spider football. Catch every game during the 2023 season here on your exclusive home for the Richmond Spiders. 1061 ESPN, Richmond.
1: Bob and Matt with you on the Monday mashup, the mashup Monday on one oh six one ESPN combining our two shows here in the 4 o'clock hour and then I'll take you home from 5 until 6 this afternoon. I'm going to put that uh, NASCAR talk on the back burner for a moment Matt because I just thought of a few questions probing questions for you uh, I am hosting remotely this afternoon, co-hosting remotely you are in the ESPN Richmond studio I presume? That I am um, does that mean anything about your air conditioning? I was worried about you all weekend. I know it's cooled off a little, so it's not quite as bad and probably not working as hard, but did you get your AC back?
2: Uh, yes. I mean, it's never gone away. It's just not been able to keep up with uh, the heat. And obviously today, which is a perfect temperature and a perfect uh, time, uh, has been very good. Uh, I just decided to uh, come in and uh, be here and uh, see all the smiling people. When I say that, it's the... No one else that's on our floor other than Lewis. It's Lewis. Yes, it's, yes exactly right. Uh,
1: who's always smiling. Unlike AJ, who's always smiling about half the time or so. All right, well, I'm glad you were you were in comfort this weekend. Did you purchase your Kelly Green Eagles jersey or paraphernalia?
2: Uh, the site had crashed briefly really? uh, this uh, today because uh, so many people were on it, and they were tailgating for yes. the open out there, and someone made um, – uh, Jello-related materials. Jello shooters. Jello shooters. Yes. yes, someone made uh, Jello shooters uh, for everybody waiting in line for tonight for this uh, festive event.
1: Have they not heard of online sales? Why do you have to do that
2: in this day and age? Why does anybody on Black Friday go and wait yeah, outside?
1: I guess so. I guess if they were getting Jello shooters out of the deal, it'd be fun. Like you said, be like a, a tailgate event. I had a coworker in the Robin Center. Uh, she went online and did it. She said, I, I wouldn't go up there and and wait in line, but I, I guess before it crashed, I hadn't heard that the site had crashed. Um, but it's been popular, right? I mean, I I liked the Kelly Green because I grew up in that era uh, when I was a kid. But I I don't I don't know if I'm as uh, Gaga over them as everybody else seems to be. I don't know.
2: I, uh, yes, I agree. I'm not one of those people who goes nuts over jerseys. Um, but I also don't think we're the demographic necessarily. I think it's for the younger kids. I, I yeah. think that it's, well, I mean, let's just, the Kelly green is more for, I guess, in the middle of us almost yeah. because obviously, I mean, I've watched them in the Kelly greens, but they just never, it never made a big deal to me.
1: Yeah, no, I, cause I remember from my childhood, of course the Eagles weren't very good. For much of that period of time by the way I, I i do remember that from my childhood certainly um so i'm okay with them they if they're going to use them once or twice i guess they're debuting them against miami um so we can have some fun with robert oley with that but other than that uh and it's going to it's just going to sell a lot of merchandise i mean they're going to make a lot more money because they're selling all this product so they're smart certainly for doing that uh, did you wind up submitting your uh, ACC prediction? Did you have to get that in? Did that get done? I did. Yes, we did them on. Uh, we did
2: them on Friday.
1: Oh, I didn't know if you had officially um, submitted that or not, or you were just, you know talking
2: about nope they were uh those were the the ones we talked about that was the order i sent it in and uh i did all my you know player positions and things like that i got you know it's it's in i'm not going to be that person who picks vanderbilt or uab (laughs) to win their conference bob i've got you know clemson winning the whole thing i'm not gonna i'm not doing that
1: when does that actually come out do we know
2: uh i believe tuesday is either the players or the predicted order of finish and then wednesday is the other thing
1: all right well we'll be uh We'll certainly be looking. Certainly be looking for that. Hey, did you see uh, ESPN made another change, huh? With uh, with with another another uh, talent biting the dust today. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, I don't understand. So uh, their A team was very good with uh, Mark Jackson and with Jeff Van Gundy and with whether it's Dave Ryan or whoever was the the host. Uh, not not Harlan. I forget who the the host was of the three uh, of them. Uh-
1: Breen. What's Breen. His name? Breen. Breen, yes. Mike Breen, yes. They were all
2: they were great. And they were I mean, they were not TNT level great, but they were fantastic. And I don't understand that. I do love that Doris Burke is getting the promotion. Uh, but I don't get taking Doc Rivers and putting him there. I, I don't understand that. But why it's the A team. This is and you're changing the A team to something that's gonna be a little bit more different.
1: Yeah, I don't really know and I don't know the financials, obviously, of any of that, but man, it just continues. At ESPN. And, hey, speaking of TNT, you don't happen to watch 60 Minutes, do you? I do not. They did a feature on Charles Barkley last night. I, I don't know why. I just kind of rhyme. Re- it, was, it was fascinating. Like, I don't know about you. I'm a huge Charles Barkley guy, even though sometimes he says things that tick me off. But that's okay. I think he's, you know, honest and sincere and frank and, you know, doesn't say it just for the cameras and microphones. And it was a really fascinating feature that – Went back all the way to his childhood and high school upbringing and obviously time at Auburn. There was a very brief snippet of him playing his last college basketball game against the Richmond Spiders because there were a couple of the Spiders, maybe Greg Beckwith being one of them, in the background of the video. But it was a really cool um, feature on, you know, just Charles Barkley and his mannerisms, his way, his opinions, all of that. It was, I don't know if you're a Barkley guy or not. I am actually – a Barkley fan.
2: Of course, I am. I mean, that's if I if I was to find another person who'd be like Bill Walton, it would be uh, Charles Barkley, who just says whatever he's thinking.
1: He does. He does, and that's what they talked about last night. And I thought it was really cool. If you get a chance, if it's if it's out there somewhere, go back and uh, and take a watch to that because it, it was pretty good. It was only about I don't know ten or twelve minutes. It was their last last piece on sixty minutes last night, which I don't religiously watch, but I did happen to have it on. Last night, because mad, I boycotted watching the baseball game last night. I was so damn mad at the Phillies yesterday that I just couldn't watch any baseball last night. How about that?
2: I mean, I would, I would, I would agree. There was uh, a lot to be mad about. Um, so let me ask you. You know, you've been kind of clandestine, Bob. Are you bidding on the Pac-12? Are you the one that uh, tomorrow when they have their meeting, they're they're going to be asking for your services? To do what? They they're they're presenting a TV deal uh, apparently tomorrow to the constituents. Yes.
1: Huh? Are they announcing it tomorrow, or just presenting it to the what what's left of their membership?
2: I think they're presenting it to the other six people who are are going to be there, and the janitors who will be in the room cleaning up. I guess.
1: What What do you think it is? I mean, who wants them right now? I mean, why? If you're ESPN or Fox or any of those, like I know the CW is starting to make some inroads with conferences and with sports, but I don't even know they want them.
2: Uh, I'm guessing, I am guessing it's the CW and okay. I'm guessing maybe it's Apple TV uh, of some sort. Um, But I mean, soon it's going to be C-SPAN, Bob. I mean, I, it's it's really, that's what we're kind of getting down to, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, no, I, we're coming down to streaming. I mean, that's just the direction we're heading and it's going to be direct to consumer and we're all going to have to pay. Only those really big, big, big boys are going to get these kind of deals on ESPN and Fox and CBS and NBC moving forward. The world, the landscape is changing. There's no doubt about that. Sure.
2: I, I just don't understand. I mean, if you want to move yourself as a West Coast conference, I get it. But, like, to make it so the East Coast can't get the Pac 12 network, like, I just, that, that doesn't make sense when there's a lot of Heisman voters and there's a lot of top 25 voters and there's a lot of other people who want to watch Pac 12 football because it's not bad football. Um, and to isolate the, just the to the West is, is, is not intelligent.
1: You would think you'd want more eyeballs and you'd want them all over the country. So I'll be interested to watch that tomorrow. I hadn't heard that. So, and I'll be interested, like you, to see where it is they think they're going to land. I know the CW has definitely gotten into the sports world with the ACC package they've taken. It's not a full ACC package, so they would certainly have time and room for the Pac-12. The the time difference would allow them to do it first and foremost. But they're not doing a ton of ACC games, but they are doing a, a package of ACC. And I know they just signed on for, um, I think, the, the Xfinity Series on, on the NASCAR circuit. So the CW is getting in to the sports world, to the sports, uh, sports landscape. Landscape, landscape all right let's get a break in here we're running uh get to the bottom of the hour john kine from espn speaking of espn is going to join us next he covers the commanders he's on regularly with all of us and you'll hear from him next on the sports album
0: we have all the questions that need answers
1: is there a team that can stop kansas city from
0: making the super bowl will new ownership change the commanders the answers begin in training camp and we'll bring you the latest from each camp around the league here on 1061 espn richmond
3: what
1: Talk some NFL and some commanders as we roll into the second half hour of the show this afternoon. Bob Black here, Matt Joseph's there, co hosting on a Monday afternoon, as we do each and every Monday during the summertime. At least, And we welcome a guy who's a regular contributor for us, and you hear him on Sunday mornings with his John Keim report at 10 o'clock. You get his podcast wherever you get your podcast as well. From ESPN, ESPN.com, Commander's Reporter, John Keim, joins us for a few minutes this afternoon. Hello, John. How are things? All right, we're trying to get John connected and on the air with us. john are you there that dial tone was probably not a good sign so we will try to connect or reconnect with john who finished watching the workout for the commanders this morning and as matt and i were talking in the first half hour of the show today was a uh, media only session for the commanders no fans up there in ashburn uh, whereas on saturday It was kind of a fan fest, and I know the NFL had um, positioned it as kind of welcome back Saturday around the league. ESPN was live at several uh, training camps. The NFL Network was live at certain training camps. And then in Washington, in Ashburn, they opened the gates. They opened the floodgates is what they really did on Saturday. They got the new grandstands up there at Ashburn, which they haven't had before, and they let the folks in. And John estimated – maybe about 10,000 at one point or another came out to watch the commander's practice Saturday. So that was one type of type of practice for Ron Rivera. The other type was today in which they probably got a lot more accomplished. And John did a great job as he always does. But on Twitter today at John underscore Kime, K-E-I-M, of kind of detailing some of the things he saw from you know practice today whether that was Sam Howell he said uh, Cam Curl had a good day had a pick in there Uh, was looking at the offensive linemen Uh, a little bit on that Jamin Davis situation which is kind of mind-boggling and and the legal process he's going through with the speeding ticket and all of that Um, so there was a lot to kind of kind of digest and John's been doing a great job of doing that let's see if we got him again John you
3: with us? I'm hearing two radio shows at once here, man, so I can barely hear you.
1: Yeah, that's been happening a bit lately for us. We've got some gremlins in the in the system, so we're going to try and work that out. I'm not going to make you talk either over the other, it is ESPN, um, or listen to that through us. So just hang tight, John, while we go. try and... I got you now. Got it now. All right, we got there it. There you go. It, as, as we like to say, John, it's a Monday. Uh, and it's a
3: Monday Well I thought I just assumed I was screwing something up So I'm like uh oh <laughs> But every time I came Yeah so now we're good Let's go
1: We're good. Let's roll. All right. And I I was telling our audience that today was a day without the fans, an opportunity for the commanders to just have a, you know, let's get down to business and practice. You got a chance to see that, but take us back to Saturday. First of all, when it turned into basically a fan fest, I think you estimated about 10,000 fans at one point or another came out to see the commanders. What was that like Saturday, John, in, in both the short picture and the big picture for this franchise?
3: Well, short-term, it just, I mean, well, short and big-term kind of goes together here because they're, all, they're here for the same reason. They're excited about this franchise again. Now, the last time they had crowds like this was when they were in Richmond, and they would have, like, RG3's second year, which was the first year in Richmond. There were really good crowds because there was excitement around the team and there was RG3. And then when you'd have, like, some of the joint practices, you'd get pretty good crowds. Because they're joint practices, right? You know, you have the Patriots coming in one year. You have the Texans, you know, things like that. But for a non-joint practice, this is probably the most they've had since that 2013 season. And, it's you know, then it was because RG3, they won 10 games. Now it's because fans feel like they can come back and root for them again. So short-term, it's, it's more about, again, for them, short-term is probably as much about the long-term. Because it's not like there's a ton of – there's a lot of uncertainties about this team. They might be good. They might be a seven-win team. But it's the ability to root for the franchise again and not feel like you're doing so um, despite your feelings for the owner. So that's what I think the the big thing you see and hear from fans is hope. Not as much for this season or about a particular player, but because the change at the top has energized everyone and gives them reason to believe that maybe good things could happen again.
2: How much of that energy has gone to the players, John? A lot of the guys that you've talked to, without coming out and saying, obviously, oh, Daniel Snyder's gone, how much have you kind of told that there's just this different feeling amongst the players?
3: Yeah, and I think they feel like that because of fan energy. I mean, keep in mind, like, I was talking to one player who said that he had never even really talk to Dan Snyder. So it's not like they had a lot of dealings with that, with him. Some key guys like a John Allen, Terry McCorn, they're going to have a different relationship because they make a lot more money. But where they feel the trickle down is the fan reaction. And they, they read social media, like Antonio Gibson was talking about, you know, basically saying, you know, maybe now we're not going to hear as many negative comments on social media because if he had tweeted something or said something you'd have people coming back about the owner and that's wearing on a player. So when you have a fan base that's energized and you have people coming out like John Allen told the crowd at the rally on it was what at FedEx after Harris took over, like you've been waiting seven years to to see energy like this and the fans like this. So they're excited because of the potential for it regardless of their feelings for Dan Snyder. I mean, again, most of them didn't even have a relationship with him. They weren't here when all this stuff happened. They just know what they read, and they know how the fans feel. So if the fans feel better, it trans—it you know, trickles down to them in a big way.
2: Now, unfortunately, under Snyder, they had a lot of negative headlines, and another one came out today about Jamin Davis. Where do we kind of sit on this whole thing? I know he's going through a legal process, but can you kind of speculate where this might go?
3: I don't, I, it's hard to speculate. What we know is he was um, charged with going 114 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone on a, at 1 p.m., March 28th, 2022, in Loudoun County. He had a prior incident in December 2021 where he was like, they knocked it down. It would have been reckless if they knocked it down. So you add those things up, and he was going to get 30 days possible jail time for this pleaded it down to eight days but the judge rejected that deal so there's going to be another session on thursday where they're going to schedule a time i think either for him to appeal it or possibly sentencing at another time so what he's looking at now is some level of jail time i mean reckless driving is up to 12 months in jail and a $2,500 fine in virginia so that's what he's looking at. It's not a good situation for him. I think, the, I think the judge would have been a little bit more lenient with him had he not been going 114 miles an hour in a 45. So, you know, it's not, not a good situation for him.
1: You want him to be doing that on the field, uh, not on the highway, for sure. Right, right. What, right. What, does that, what does that do to the commander's situation at linebacker now, John?
3: Great question. I think a lot of it hinges on Khali Hudson. So first, there's two things. One, we don't know, you know, if Davis serves jail time, when would that be? We don't know. So it could happen after the season. Mm-hmm. But if you get that, you know, I, you know, so it may not impact his, his availability this year. But a big guy, a key guy to watch is Khali Hudson. He's, you know, they did not add a lot at linebacker this offseason, in part because Hudson played well in the last game of the year and he had a good spring. And so they wanted to see more from him. And he's been working with the ones a lot next to Cody Barton, who was signed in the off season. Davis had been working a lot with the twos and some with the ones, in part because he missed a lot of time in the spring because of a minor knee procedure and he needed to get caught up to speed again and he was and he was slow to grasp certain things. So it wasn't as much like they were moving away from him as much as he needed to catch up, but it's given Hudson a lot of time to show more of what he can do. And, you know, so I think if Davis can't play, listen, Davis has the measurables, and behind this defensive front, he should be an all-pro with his measurables, but he hasn't been. And um, so he's going to, you know, it could give an opening for a guy like Hudson to get more time.
1: He's John Kime from ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at John underscore Kime. And today would have been a great day to do that because he really detailed what he saw at practice today. So let's verbalize that a little bit, John. What did you see from practice today, particularly on the offensive side, where it looked like both quarterbacks had an opportunity to run the offense?
3: They did. And they had like a little hurry-up drill, and all three of them, because Jay Trom as well, but... um... You know, Sam Howell had a tough day on Saturday. And the offense in general had a bad day. I mean, they did not look good at all. Howell did not have a good day, probably his worst day of camp. So it's always like, what do you do the next day? And he was better today than he was Saturday. That's a good sign for him and the offense. But there are questions about that line. Like, that could be a big question for him going forward. For his play, there were a couple on the hurry-up drive. He ended it with a touchdown pass, to Terry McLaurin, and against, who was going against Kendall Fuller. But he had a couple plays, in that driver was like, okay, that's a good play. That's a good decision. I think those are the things you want to see from him, and he showed that. And then um, Jacoby Brissett hit a new guy, Byron Pringle, who had been with Kansas City for a 30-yard strike, just a nice ball from, from Brissett. Brissett is a true pro. So, like, they're, they're in okay shape if Howell doesn't emerge. But I think they both have better days. I'll tell you, the group that really continues to jump out for me are the defensive backs. And Cam Curl had a pick today off of Howell when I think he surprised him with the coverage. and you know, But I think that group has been very, very good.
2: Do you think that uh, Jake Fromm is a camp body, or is there a chance this team's going to carry three quarterbacks come regular season?
3: I don't see. It would be hard to see them doing that, mainly because it would leave them short somewhere else. Like, I think they're going to want to carry ten offensive linemen or four tight ends. Um, or an extra defensive lineman, or or maybe even an extra defensive back. I don't think that if Jake Fromm gets – if they cut him, that someone's going to pick him up. I mean, he's been a practice squad guy for a few years. I would have a – I would just have a hard time believing they would do that. I just don't – I don't see the need for that. And I think when you're – when you have to, you know, maximize roster spots, I don't see how he helps you on there because – if all goes well, you have a, a young guy to build around, and you have a, a veteran and Brissette. Um, so I don't, I don't think you need to carry him. I think putting him on the practice squad should be enough.
1: John, what's next as, if, as, far as of now, as... now? Now,
3: unless he goes, if he goes out there and has this great preseason, that's different. But as mm-hmm. of right now, it's hard to see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What What's next now in terms of the practice schedule? They haven't been in pads yet, right? Isn't that coming tomorrow. next? Yep.
3: Pull we'll pads tomorrow. <laughs> so we finally get to see them. And, and that's the hard thing. Like, you talk about, we talk about this stuff, but you have to contextualize and say they're not in pads yet. And, like, I like watching the defensive backs and the receivers right now because I think you can get more information from watching them without pads than you can about the offensive linemen, linebackers, et cetera. And even, you know, so I think, that you know, I think to watch the full pad workouts between the O line, the D line, will be as always fun to watch. So we'll finally start to learn a few more answers, and then you start to get a little bit more um, in a couple of weeks when they start the preseason games. They they'll have the joint practices with the Ravens. That's going to be a big deal. Um, but yeah, starts tomorrow with the Pads.
1: Fun and informative from John Kime, as always, and we'll look forward to doing it again uh, as this preseason continues and we get into the regular season. As always, John, thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate your patience. getting you on the air this afternoon.
3: My My pleasure. Always enjoy coming on here. Thank you.
1: John Kime, and again, you can hear him with the John Kime Report here on one oh six one ESPN Sunday mornings at 10, kind of a wrap-up of his podcasts throughout the week, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts as well. So pretty good start for the Commanders so far. I think the fan interest has certainly been the overlying theme, Matt. But the one thing that, you know, I cautioned last week was at some point, That's going to go to the back burner. Like at some point, it's going to wind up being between the white lines. We got to play the games. The team on the other sideline doesn't really care about who the owner of the other team is. And eventually it's going to come down to balling on the field.
2: Yeah, I yes. But I'll say this. I think the energy in the stands will be a whole lot more different. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Now, of course, if they start losing and uh, towards the end of the season will opponent, opposing fans show up. But, yes, I think this is the good first step. Now, of course, the Jamin Davis stuff takes you yeah. a step back. But, mm-hmm. yes, at least there's the right energy surrounding this team right now.
1: Yeah, that's that's rough. Right there. And I get what John was saying. Like, you know, he's probably going to serve some kind of uh, jail time. It sounds like this judge is being pretty tough on him, and understandably so, but it could come after the season. Now, that'll put a black cloud over his head all year long. Who knows how he'll play with that? But I do think there is that possibility. And they need to keep these type of things to a minimum considering all they've had in the past and where they're trying to head with positivity uh, moving forward. Alright, we head to a break. We'll come back on the other side, finish up the first hour. Matt will finish it up with us here up until 5 o'clock and then I'll take you from 5 until 6. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon on 1061 ESPN. In Braves will keep us in mind.
0: Follow the Atlanta Braves as they battle for a 6th straight division crown here on 106.1 ESPN Richmond.
1: much already documented the braves are not battling for a six straight division crown they've pretty much got it locked up already but they are positioning themselves for a uh postseason run uh and they are in action tonight uh by the way against the angels at home 720 705 uh airtime here on 1061 espn once again there's that guy charlie morton pitching tonight i feel like every time I do one of those promos. Charlie Morton is the guy pitching for Atlanta. He goes for his 11th win tonight. Shohei Otani was named American League Player of the Week. Uh, Maddie had that unbelievable day where he threw a one-hit shutout in the first game of a doubleheader and hit two home runs in the second game of the doubleheader. Pretty amazing stuff.
2: He's uh, the, uh, the contract he's going to get is going to be well worth it. And I don't say that a lot for people who uh, get uh, large contracts in sports nowadays.
1: Yeah. Pete Alonzo was the National League Player of the Week. That almost rubs more salt into the wound, doesn't it, for New York? That he's like the one superstar kind of left standing right now for the Mets. And even despite his abilities, they still flounder around towards the bottom of the National League East.
2: Hate to say it. Absolutely hate to say it. <laughs>
1: Well, it's not going to matter to them very much. He can hit as many home runs as he wants. They're not, they're not getting back in this thing. At least I don't, I don't think they are. And and probably Verlander is going to go before six o'clock tomorrow. So we can, I, I will pick fun more at the Mets when when AJ's back. too. I like, kind of like doing that. So all right, couple couple minutes to go. Um, I mentioned you know Richmond starts camp Friday. I think I saw Virginia is Wednesday. Do we know when Virginia Tech starts? Maybe the same. Do we know?
2: I will look that up and see, but yeah, uh, it's this week. It.
1: I didn't find it, but I'm guessing it's probably about the same because I, th- I think they, they both open the same day, so they probably will start um, bringing those guys in Wednesday, maybe go through all the requirement stuff and physicals and paperwork on Wednesday and get them out there uh, by Thursday for both the Hokies and, and the Cavaliers, not to mention James Madison and Old Dominion and liberty did i miss any of our uh fps teams in that that list i don't think old so. dominion i think i said them i think i did so much better than the old days matt when we just had two just virginia and virginia tech kind of like having more fps teams
2: although some of the better footballs being played in the lower levels
1: well it's good i don't think it's bad i agree with that i definitely agree with that i mean i think i think william mary and richmond are both primed to have good years um you know, I think the tribe could be really good from everything that we're seeing. I, and I think we've both mentioned they've got guys on that team that are in their fifth and sixth years now. So Mike London's got an experienced crew there for sure.
2: And we'll see what happens. Maybe they uh, get that FCS-FBS win over Virginia.
1: Yeah, they got the Cavaliers midseason. You're right. All right, thank you as always, Matt. Always fun to share this hour with you. We'll do it again next week, and you'll be back for a full show tomorrow for you with Border to Border at 3 o'clock. Enjoyed it today. Sounds good. John Keim was our guest in the 4 o'clock hour from ESPN, ESPN.com, the John Keim Report, as we talk some Commanders football, and they went through the paces again up there in Ashburn today. 5 o'clock hour of the Sports Auto coming up after the break. I'll be back with you. I hope you'll interact with us, 804-327-0888, and we will dive into all of the sports and activities from this past weekend and look ahead to the week in front of us with lots of football. In the mix. Coming up after the ESPN Sports Center update next on 1061 ESPN.
0: Herman Allen Plumbing Heating and Cooling.